three, two, one. All right. Welcome back to a new episode of the Hustler Podcast. Today, I'm joined with a very special guest, CEO, owner of Supreme Cuts, represented. Love it, man. So, who are you? What do you do? I'm Jack Cuts, just a barber. I just, I just run barber shops in it. Yeah. So, you are the CEO of Supreme Cuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm managing the brand. Good. Trying to, trying to grow international brands. So, how does that feel being able to own your own brand? It's not. It's not crazy, like it's no surprise to me because that's, that's when I started Barber, like that's kind of the goal I set out for myself. So when it when it initially happened, like I was I was pretty excited, but a few months down the line, that excitement kind of fizzles out and you start reaching for new goals, and that's what I'm aiming towards now. Beautiful. So if you can see, we got the hustler wearing the store, we got the one of one, supreme everything. This is the supreme dream team. Trust me. Um, this is an unbelievable barbershop. Where where you located? Clondalkin Village, D22, the heart of Village, yeah. Beautiful, the heart of Clondalkin where they cut the finest cuts. Hustle is unite, now it's time to fight. Unity is key, the kingdom is real. Trust it. There we go. So, yeah, so you spoke about Barbie, this what you do. Yeah. So, how did you start Barbie and why did you start Barbie either? How old or how? Just how? How, how and why? Nah, it's not. I, I never even. It kind of just happened by accident, didn't it? Like, my, my cousin, he needed a haircut one day. Like we were like 16, 17, and he, he didn't have bread for the haircut. We had a spare clippers at home, so I just I just had a stab at it. Like it was it was bad haircut, but he liked it at the time. And he kept getting me to do his hair. I would constantly do his hair. Because he wanted me to do it all the time, I, I actually took the time to watch some YouTube videos and try to do it better. Mm. And once I started giving him like some decent, half decent haircuts, a lot of people in school started hitting me up for trims as well. So there was a lot of good barbers back then in my town. So when I started doing half decent trims, like I was able to get a lot of people in and get a lot of practice. So it was good. So your town, where are you from originally? For people that don't know. <laughs> Leash, Malmelek in Leash. That's a small country, small part. <laughs> yeah, one small country town like this, man. So was this guy, was this guy white or was he black? That's my cousin, my cousin's oh, white, yeah. Okay, cool. So, and you didn't charge him? Nah, 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 I didn't charge him, no, not back then. I, I, did, I did free haircuts for about, Year and a half, maybe two years. Then I went to five euro, then ten. And now we're all the way at thirty-four euro. So there we go. There we go. That speaks for itself. You get me. So, so what age were you when you started? Probably like sixteen, seventeen when I did the first haircut. But I didn't really take it serious until I was like eighteen, and I I, I went to a barber expo, and I kind of got exposed to how big the industry is, and I was like, whoa, like it's barber is much more than what I've seen in my hometown. It's definitely something that I want to be part of, you know. So. No. That's what kind of inspired me to take it serious and really pursue it as a career. Of course, of course. So I can imagine you say, you know, you're watching the YouTube videos, how to cut hair. I mean, this was during the 360 GZ area, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, I was watching 360 GZ, Chris Bossio. Then there's just a few other randomers, but 360 GZ is definitely good for Afro hair. And Chris Bossio is just an all rounder. Like, if you're trying to, trying to learn how to cut hair, start off, check out Chris Bossio, 245. Sick. Beautiful. So, um, so okay, so you started by accident, literally by accident, <laughs> and you've managed to scale yourself, like you said, to thirty-four year haircuts as you are now. Yeah. So what's the journey from like from accident to to now? What's the journey been like throughout? It's actually been incredible. Like I wouldn't swap it for any other type of life. Like I love this shit. This is my passion. This is what I want to do until I die. Like people, people always ask me this question. Like, oh, you have a barbershop now? Like maybe in a few years you're not going to be cutting hair anymore. I'm like. Never like I've always. Why wouldn't you be cutting hair? What do you mean? Like why would why would I? Why, why wouldn't you? Like it's my passion, isn't right, it? So like why would I give up on right. that shit? 
It's just I don't want it to be my only. I don't want to. I don't want to be relying on that as my only uh, source of income. And like, mm. that's the thing that I need to use to get food and pay mm. my bills, pay mm. my rent. I'll just be doing it because I, I genuinely love to do it. And I'll be looking after those clients who obviously have been supporting me all the way through the journey. Amazing. That's amazing. So obviously the five year haircuts, right? Yeah. At this point, you know, you get some traction. Did you start growing a personal brand, or how was that like? Yeah, like from the jump, I started hopping on social media. Um, really on Snapchat. I don't know about Instagram. Not really Instagram, but Snapchat. Like I, I post. I used to post every single haircut. So anyone that's still has my Snapchat to this day, maybe they've been watching the whole thing. No, I've been watching. <laughs> they've been seeing it since the beginning. Like the growth. It's been bad, but then like maybe after a year of being on Snapchat, then I got I got serious about Instagram and I just been trying to grow a personal brand. So like I had a lot of experience growing a personal brand. So when it came to kind of trying to build Supreme Cuts, like I don't I don't think it's gonna be difficult. Like I'm, right. we've already got the ball rolling. Of course, we'll get into that. But um, I mean, it's fascinating to see how that began and see where, where you are now. I mean, I want I want to know how did you manage to build trust because. You're coming from Portly, first of all, and you know, haircuts weren't too great to start off with. Yeah, yeah. But what was your what was your method? There's obviously a method of madness. So what was your method to build trust with your clients in the beginning and what do you do now if you do? It's difficult, like it's actually difficult. In leash, like it was like I like I said, it was it was easier back then because like I there wasn't really that many good barber shops in my hometown. So when I started doing half decent haircuts, like a lot of people actually trusted me to cut the hair because I was I was kind of outperforming mm. the, the competition that was already there right but when i came to dublin it's like there was a lot of people who were very established and even when my like when i came to dublin my haircuts were actually they were good like you know you couldn't knock them but like there's too many established barbers it was actually hard to get my name out there it's hard to build trust with clients it was just i mean i just pushed like i just i just kept trying to deliver every single time with all of my clients like anytime someone hopped in my chair i never i never really half half hour stay like I was always trying to give them 100% because I always wanted them to come back to me the next time because it was it's, it's difficult to build your own clientele of course have those people that really only want you to cut their hair no of course that's my thing I always say over deliver you know, over deliver trust always, me bro always, you need to provide as much value as possible you can never under deliver you can always over deliver you know what I mean so yeah always always go the extra mile because as you see people want to come back you know you create experiences right mm -hmm. so okay you left Port Leash made the jump from Port Leash to Dublin what age were you when you made that jump? Yeah, I was 19. Like, I was a bit late doing my leaving, sir. I won't lie, because I, I did transition here. My mum put me into school late, but I was 19. I moved from I moved from Leash to Dublin, started college. Moved out of my, own, my, my home my home, and kind of started renting a room with, 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 some, with some people I knew from Dublin. Like, so it was a big change. It was a big transition, but I feel like it was definitely necessary. It helps you to, to take on like a lot more responsibility. Of course. And you see things differently. Of course, of course. And I can imagine life change because like, obviously you have someone, you know, you don't take care of your parents, you're living at home, and now you're living by yourself. Gotta take care of yourself fully. Right. It's mad. No, of course. So, okay. You left Port Leash, moved to Dublin. What was the next step after that? I was in, I was in college and I was just, I was studying science in UCD. Science? Yeah. What kind of science? Yeah, just general science. So like, it's just, it's broad at the start and in second year you kind of uh, narrow it down into a certain uh but, but so how, how does a barber at 19 end up doing science i just I, I was good at science in school like so i didn't really know what to do in college everyone i was kind of good in school like i, I was i never really tried too hard but like i always kind of 
got good grades and my teachers, everyone around me always said, oh, go college, go college. Even when I told them I want to be a barber, they said, no, 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 go college, like, barber's not that. I was like, okay, fair enough, like, I might as well give it a stab because I don't want to, I don't want to limit myself in life. But when I got there, like, it was just, it wasn't, it wasn't what I expected and I didn't really see a vision with it. So that's why, obviously, I chose to take the barber route because I had vision there. People didn't believe in it. Even when I was dropping out of college, like, a lot of people I knew in college, they told me not to do it. They were saying, nah, 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 it's not a good idea. Your mm, business is mm, hard. It's a mm, risk. Mm. This and that. Like, even one girl said to me, she was like, oh, she was like, oh, what are you going to do if you have a wife? And she's making more money than you now because you're just a barber. Like, what? <laughs> you, know, it's, it's, you don't see what I'm seeing, but like, trust course, me. It's the exposure. Like, I always say, exposure is one of the greatest tools. And, you know, the advanced, using your intellectual property is your greatest weapon, right? You were able to see at that age that, okay, Vibing can make me a lot of money and I enjoy it, right? School isn't for everybody. College is not for everybody. Man. And you're it's not going to go far with something if you don't enjoy some sort, some aspect of no, it. No, it's no. going to be difficult for you to wake up every day and push yourself harder, to go the extra mile, like we said, and over-deliver on things when you don't really, you're not even getting any, of course. anything back from that. Of course. Unless you really enjoy it. Of course. So, it's going to be easier to do those things. Of course. I agree 100%. Especially knowing that, you know, you're dropping out and, you know, of course, you're gonna get those people that always say, you know, don't drop out. You know, you're not gonna make anything good of yourself. As if it's not scary enough to be dropping out. Like UCD is a decorated college. Like a lot of people, they work very hard to try and get there, and they don't make it. Of course. So, like when I was dropping out of a college like that, people definitely people they looked at you as if you were crazy. As if I had lost brain cells, man. But they didn't see the vision. Now you own your own brand, so that's it's a testament to your character. Obviously, yeah. it's not easy to drop out of college. But I always say, like, with this new knowledge you have, right? I believe that skill sets always triumphs labor. What do you think? Skill set over labor. As in, like, if you have a, if you have like a more developed skill set versus yes. the amount of work that you're willing to put yes. in. Yes. Yeah, definitely, like, definitely, because the skills I've had to develop to try and build this brand is more than just cutting hair. Like, it's more than just waking up every day and just trying to cut hair. Like, you need to learn how videography, content creation, how to market yourself. Mm. I've had to read books on how to sell things. Of course. All different skills that you need to develop in order to kind of create this level of success. No, of course, because, okay, how old do you know people that don't know? I'm, I'm 23. I'm going 24 this year. So. Amazing. Niggas are getting old out here. Bro. Listen, age is a number. It's just a number. Age is a number. I mean, I'm 19, you're 23. We're still doing nothing regardless of the age, you know? Yeah. So, um, that's, that's amazing. It's fascinating. So, okay, we spoke about content creation, spoke about marketing. How have you found that? Because obviously, most people look at vibing and they think it's just, yeah, it's just a business of vibing, it's cutting hair, you yeah. know, I'm just going to cut my hair, deliver my clients, but there's a lot more that goes into it. Yeah. People don't see that, you know? So I want you to speak about how you market yourself and the whole element of content creation and how that works for you. Marketing myself, like, first of all, I feel like the best marketing is word of mouth. Mm. So like, once you over-deliver for your clients, build a good relationship with people, they're going to tell people about you and... That's how you're going to get their brother coming in or their friends coming in. Your uncle, your sister. You know what I mean? That's, that's the best way to outplay clientele. Obviously, then there's the social media aspect of it as well that you, you can't ignore. And I don't like, it's not really my most, I'm not really too excited about it, but I still do it because obviously it's important. It has to be done. Like, it helps you to build clientele. It's helping you build so much clientele. No, of course. See, I'm, I'm with you on that. I hope, I, I said this before on the last episode, on the last episode we had um, Joshua Zaragoza. He's a marketing uh, student, right? And he's, I, I told him about that as well. I said, word of mouth. That's everything we do is built up word of mouth. 
social currency. I'm sure you know it's the Nipsey yeah, Hussle yeah. model. Contagious. Right? Contagious. You've read it. Yeah, I've read it, bro. Obviously. There we go. There's another one. You see, there's this there's, there's, there's to this lifestyle, you know. There's certain elements and characteristics you need to be a successful entrepreneur. And, you know, people that are reading, people are doing the, the extra stuff. Like, Byron isn't just calling, hey, you got to know how to run the business of Byron. You know, how to market yourself, how to speak, how to be open, how to be extrovert. These things people don't see, right? So, as I say with word of mouth, like, everything we do is, but even with the sign and polls, everything we do is word of mouth, right? And, <laughs> of course, because that's what it is, right? So, I want to know, obviously, you do your social media. Yeah. Well, what are the other ways you use to reach new clients? Obviously, word of mouth, yeah. social media. Is there anything else you use? When I was in first year of college, like I was, I was always trying to pull up to every single event. I got, I got business cards printed, and even if I, even when I didn't have business cards, like I was still going to every event or anywhere that I meet people. Even at a bus stop, I'm telling them, "Yo, what's up? My name's Jack. I'm a barber. Check out my Instagram." Da 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 da. This is, this is anywhere. I'm trying, cool. I'm trying to pull up everywhere and anywhere and just be in people's faces. No, because exactly, like, go where the people are, right? I always say attention is a new currency. So, obviously, the people are on social media now, but even still, cold calling, that's a form of cold calling outreach. And just the in-person touch, like, nothing can beat the in-person experience, you know? They get to see your character, like, off the jump, and they can judge you from there whether they whether or not they want to be involved in what you do. Of course, and, you know, I, I think it's important because of the experience that you're creating in Supreme because it's amazing. I can come here and sit down here after my haircut for 30 minutes and have a chat. With the barbers and everything's solid, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's it's an amazing kind of uh, it's more than a haircut. Of course, it's more than a haircut, right? You know, you get when you come to Supreme, it's Supreme, right? Of course, Supreme experience. <laughs> yeah, of course, that's just the way it is. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say like I enjoy coming to the shop. You know, it's it's it, it's more than a shop. You know, it gives you a, it gives you a feeling. Like obviously, after you get a fresh haircut, you feel it yourself. But then obviously, when you get to 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 vibe with the boys in here, get to conversate with everyone here. You, you leave the shop feeling feeling pretty good. Of course, even just the barbershop talks and then obviously the people who don't know what they're talking about just talking rubbish. <laughs> just talking <laughs> shit for the sake of talking, but at least they have an ear to, for someone to listen of to. Of course, of course. That's the beauty of the barbershop, right? So, okay, okay. So you were in college, you dropped out. Yeah. And to my knowledge, you went back to UCD to do uh, some sort of expo or something. Yeah, last year they had like uh, Discover Africa, so they, they kind of showcasing the young, young entrepreneurs that have started their own businesses. <clears throat> And then they, they invited me there and I, I got to I got to talk on stage. It's crazy, like talking in front of people, that's not really my thing, but I, I got up there, I said a few words, like I feel a lot more confident after doing something like that. No, that's... of course. It's a penalty leadership. Whatever we look at it, I mean you are the owner of a brand, you're gonna have to do these things in the future. So it's better that you learn now. Yeah. Of course. So I remember last year, twenty twenty two, you went on a college run. So you went around different colleges doing different haircuts and stuff. Talk yeah, yeah. about that. Tour the college, yeah. Tour the uh, college. I think we pulled up to a few places, the TUD and the UCD. Like we just we just went there, we, we cut hair, we showcased the brand and kind of let people know what we do. We did some free haircuts, we did some cheap haircuts. We're going to be doing something like that again this year. If if they don't have us on campus, if they don't invite us, we're just going to be pulling up anyways. We've got flyers. We'll be there, like we're going to be there. We'll yeah, set up cool. a chair somewhere. Beautiful, that's amazing. Any way to build the brand. Of trust course, me. of course. It, it's a foundation, it's the root level, right? Okay, so this is all going on within Supreme, yeah. right? Before Supreme, where were you? Yeah, I was working at another barbershop, another, another barbershop around Dublin. They definitely, they were popular back in the day. But yeah, I was working with them. I was very happy to be working with them in the beginning. Like, it was so exciting, you know? They were one of the, they were one of the most popular barbershops around, so it was sick being part of that team. And, and so... 
You decided to leave, so I'm sure it's for bigger and better things. I wouldn't say I decided to leave, but just things happened the way that they happened. Like, I don't even want to go into too much of detail. Course, of course, If I start talking, I'm going to sound like a hater. No, of course. But I'll just say, like, you know, I, I was definitely riding for that team, and I had a lot of love for the people on that team. And I, wanted to, I wanted to continue. I wanted to continue my career with that team, but obviously things don't work out that way. I ended up having to set up Supreme, but that's just the way things are. Like, tragedy to the game. Tragedy to the game. Supreme's yeah. going global. There we go. That's how, that's how we're coming. Um, that's amazing because obviously I knew the shop and of course, like you said, it was a very popular shop back in the day, but yeah. now Supreme's taking over and it's good to see from a bird's eye view that, of course, you were once there, but now you're in a different position, right? Yeah, it's mad. Yeah, well, that's amazing. So, okay. What is the vision for Supreme? Where, where can you see his brand next five, ten years? Five, ten years now. We're definitely going to be doing things like... Obviously, we'll be looking at the franchise in the next few years. Ireland, internationally, we want, we want to be, be recognised as a as a brand that obviously not only cuts hair, but we provide a, an experience for our clients. And along with that, that we're, we're, we're recognised as like the top educators. Like if you want to learn how to cut hair, the first thing that should pop into your mind is Supreme Cuts. You shouldn't really be thinking of anything else. Like when it comes to cutting hair, learning how to cut hair, Supreme Cuts is going to be the place to go to. And it already is, but we need to have that stamped into people's minds. So mm, like Establishing grain into the code. Yeah, exactly. Of course, that's amazing. So, okay, so <clears throat> I'm sure most people know you have Supreme Cuts Academy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that? What does that do? I'm sure it's something amazing for them to hear anyways. That's something me and we kind of got working on last year. I think early last year, we took out a few clients. Like, but when I was working at the other shop, I got a bit of experience with education and running courses. I was even partners with those old people and I ran some courses in this shop before before I set up Supreme. So when I when it came to setting up Supreme Academy, I had a lot of experience already and we were successful from the jump. Like as soon as we set up our academy, we were able to sell out the courses and me and Sully have just been working really hard on that ever since. We've had four week course, which is like a small development course where you can come in at any level and develop upskill. Up basically you upskill in the four week course or you can do our four month program, which is like a full package that you can, after the four months, you're, you're going to be ready for, for a career in barbering with regards to cutting hair, building clientele, marketing yourself and how to operate in a barbershop. It's, it's the full package. So we'll be looking to scale that up this year. That's amazing. Okay. You touched upon that, how to operate in a barbershop. Yeah. How does one operate in a barbershop? I mean, I feel like we have, we, we have a different, we have a different approach to it. Cause as you said, like, it feels like, after you get your haircut, you don't even just leave straight away. You're still hanging around for 30, right. 40 minutes. There you go. So trying to try to get people to understand that building relationships with people and being open with people and things like that is the best way to kind of to operate. And then not, not, not just that, but obviously there's, there's, the, there's the obvious things like cleaning your station, fucking keeping your tools clean. Right, right. Even just keeping yourself clean. Keeping yourself clean, coming yeah. to work and looking a little bit decent, like you don't want to be coming in with rags. Yeah, of course. No, I agree 100%. But <clears throat> at some point in time, there was a point where you need a mentor to guide you, right? Yeah. And I always say, you know, the best way to learn is in the community because it's each one teach one, right? Mm. And I can get that same vibe with the Supreme Court's Academy. You know, I'm always seeing what you guys are doing. And it's really, it's really good because it's kind of similar to what we're doing at Hustlers Unite. You know, you're trying to provide for your community. Yeah. You're teaching people how to cut hair. You're giving them skills, resources. You're providing for them. So it's good. It's a kudos thing for you because, like, I'm not sure as well places people know where to go to get barbering courses. 
right? Well, there's a few like but there's a few but so, I mean even the multicultural aspect element. Uh, definitely not. If you want to be multicultural, you're probably gonna to have to do a lot of research yourself and, and try find things other sources on the internet. There wouldn't really be a lot of places in Ireland where you'd be able to go get first hand experience. So what what do the prices vary like in that sense? So obviously multi multicultural. How did you manage to like structure the payment of the course? To be honest, I just kept it cheap in the beginning. Like right now I still feel like it's cheap. People don't understand the amount of value that's inside of that. Obviously there's a lot of people that understand it, but I mean <laughs> it's just funny, it's too cheap right now. Like there's too much value going into those courses for people, it's crazy. Um, okay, so what's the pricing like? We we charge eight hundred for the four week course. So that's like basically like two hundred per week and then uh, the formal course is 2.4 and if you look at industry standard like you'd be looking for like four week course you're looking at like 1000 to 1005 and then for four month programs it can range anywhere between 3k to 6k so we're definitely lowballing at the moment but yeah, but we're it's, still trying to we're still trying to build the brand and get ourselves recognized as educators in this country and then of course you can upscale your pricing right yeah well i think it's important that you do add value to it because you know, like they say you know when it's free people don't give it enough attention you know when it's free you just under, you underestimate like someone can give you something for free like yeah cool but when you pay for it you know what you know what you're paying for mm. you know as similar brands like obviously you see the luxury brands and you know it, it's it's an emotion you know so I, that's why I, I asked about the pricing because even with the price of the haircuts now i'm seeing you've upped your prices right yeah obviously that's important because more power to you but what's the what's the psychology behind it from your prices really just like anything it's just supply and demand like uh, i'm only one person i can only do a certain amount of haircuts every week if the demand exceeds the amount that i can i can do per week that means that certain clients are not going to be able to get fit in so i've got to raise my prices in order to be able to accommodate those who are willing to pay that extra bit and you work overtime and early hours <laughs> i work crazy bro talking like 80 90 hours a week like it's is what it is like yeah, when you work but that's why i'm just cutting hair like i'll be cutting hair a lot as well but obviously there's back-end operations when you've got business of course you need to take care of, of as well it's a penalty leadership like i spoke about people don't see these things and that's the dirty work of barbara you know it's really dirty because even just standing up like eight nine hours a day and sitting down like skills it, it's that's not an eight nine hours that's 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 an easy shift bro like easy but it's not it's not it's not easy on the body no. so i want to know how do you manage to Keep your mental health sane while running a barbershop, while cutting hair, while having other responsibilities outside of barbershop. It's tough, like, but I definitely manage. I feel like my mind is just very strong. Like, I've been through a lot of things in life that kind of prepared me for these kind of challenges. That now that, like, when I come up against these challenges, like, is this even that difficult? Like, all I have to do is work hard. You get me? But now, keeping my mind sane, like, going to the gym, I, I've made a rule for myself. I need to go to the gym every second day and like that's a really good outlet for me because I just kind of like hit the boxing bag or lift some weights and like it's a good way to de-stress and just clear the mind and then after that you feel fresh and ready to go again. So again you work in like 90 hour weeks yeah. what's the balance like between vibrant and outside of like vibrant? <laughs> vibrant is my life man running this business Building this brand, this is my life, man. I don't, I don't really see anything outside of that. Like when you do something like this, you don't have time for friends. I've lost a lot of friends over the years. They don't understand. It's hard, like, to maintain those relationships. So unless I see you on a daily basis, 
I'm probably not going to have a, a good relationship with you. So I'm going my girl there. She supports me. And well, shout out to her, man. She's actually in the studio right now. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I guess one of the most important things, aside from Barbara, is obviously trying to make time for her because she's there for me. That's important that we look after each other, right? Of course, because, you know, it gets, it is lonely. So it's hard. It's hard being, you know, a black sheep. It's hard going against the grain. You know, everyone is happy, content, just chill. But you want to get better. You want to scale up. You want to take your brand to a whole new level. So that requires a lot of separation, isolation, execution. You know, you can't freestyle your way to doing that. No, if you, if you, there's like a saying, it's like if you want to, if you want to live a life that others others never have or never will, you gotta be willing to do things that other people are not willing to do. And that's me. Like I'm willing, to, I'm willing to do anything to get there. Trust me. Of course, and we've seen it. We've seen it as you've articulated through this part. But um, all right, let's talk about this. So I've seen you cut some very famous people. Famous enough, like yeah, a few Irish celebrities, a few UK celebrities, one or two. Okay, Irish UK celebrities, footballers as well. Yeah, footballers. Yeah, actually, yeah. So what's that like? What What's it like when you know you got these people that you know killing in the scene, sitting in your chair? What's that like? I try not to look at it like any different. Like it's just like it's like how we're doing this podcast right now. Like I try not to think. All these cameras, all this is going on the internet. It's like we're just having a conversation. Just having a conversation, that's so, right. I have conversations every single day. I call her every single day. So like I might as well just treat it like that. Not really overthink it or try to treat it like it's any different because I mean that's all it is, it's just a haircut at the end of the day. And do you believe you managed to build out some nice networks through all these people? Yeah, definitely like when you cut them like it, it, it definitely I don't know, people just, people people love that shit, man. They eat it up, they're like, whoa, he cut this guy, he cut that guy. It just helps you to build your brand and kind of build that notoriety. So people people think that you're some some next level guy. No, but that's what, that, that, that is, that, that's what it is because, see, growing up, <clears throat> I had you on Snapchat, right? And whenever I seen someone, you cut someone's hair, I was like, man, I want to get cool with Jack now. You know, that kind of way. Yeah. It, it, goes back to the, it goes back to the word of mouth. Yeah. It goes back to social currency because... You know, it's a thing about like social proofing as well because, you know, if people see someone that they admire getting cut from you, when they when they, they want to be like that, they want to want to get cut from you. Mm, they want to get closer. Of course, they want to know who you are as a person. So obviously, with that, I know you say it's just a haircut, but I'm sure you charge way more for that too. Sometimes, sometimes I don't mind doing it for free because at the end of the day, like it's a, it really benefits the brand, personal brand, and obviously. Like we're really trying to push supreme, so it helps. It helps it get out there. That's 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 really cool. Well, that's, this, well I just kind of keep at a standard rate. Like if it's a call out, you're talking like you got to cover my expenses and then probably just fifty euro for the haircut. So I don't I don't really go overboard with them. Like at the end of the day, they're just people as well. So just just business. Business is business. So okay, we're in the shop. This is your shop. This is your property. You own this property. Yeah. Well, I don't own the property. I still have a landlord. I've got a lease. Right. But yeah, yeah. For now, like, yeah. So obviously, I'm I'm sure the vision is to obviously own this property completely. That's probably not going to be possible. This landlord, he, I think this place has been his family for for generations. Like they've all that's there's been a pharmacy under here for probably like hundred years, and uh, that his family has owned this for a very long time. But. Vision is definitely to be able to own my own property. Like you know how Nifty also like it's all ownership. Own our own man, ownership. We, we want to be like those people that we can't mention. You get cancelled. No. It's, it's, it's ownership, bro. <laughs> no, that's the thing because like if you don't own it, then you can't set the president. You know, if you want, you can have 
a whole different vibe. You could have, you know, the whole shop painted some premium print. You could do whatever you want when you own it, right? When you don't own it, you have to abide by the gatekeepers. Literally, you gotta run everything past them if you want to do any any changes. Like there's even this wall here that you see, and it kind of splits the the whole barbershop into two rooms. You want to knock that down, but before before I even had that idea, before we could even put anything in motion, I had to talk to the landlord and see what he was saying about it. He's on board, so. It's sick, but like if you own the place, you wouldn't have to ask any questions at all. You just you just run up on yeah, the you know, Yeah, of course. So there's less barriers. Of course, less barriers. But okay, let's talk. You said barriers, right? Let's talk about this. The competition in the barbering space. What's that like? For me, I don't worry about competition. Like I'm more. I'm not worried about competition. I'm more. My mind is set on domination. Like I'm. Mm. I'm looking to dominate the whole space. Of course. To the point where. If even people are trying to try to become barbers in the future, maybe they think they're going to own their own barbershop. The only hope of success is to either be on this side or you're not really going to make it that far. So domination is definitely the, the goal. No, if you can't beat us, then join, join us. us again, so they're not going to be able to beat us. <laughs> Someone's going to have to try outwork me. It's, it's not going to be easy. <coughs> nah, I love that mentality because like I always say, it's a, okay, look, this is where I see it, right? Most people will say indirectly we are in competition because we're both in the media space in some way, right? And more the people will say like, you know, Irish clothing brands or, or just Irish brands in general, they're all com I don't see it that way. No, I no. never see it that way. Like, if you, first of all, if you look like me, I can't be competition with you. No, you're in your own lane. Like. First of all, that's first, especially if you look like me, how can I be competing with someone else like me? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Second of all, we can get more money together. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Even just true collaborations. Of course. Like, look at it. We have the hustler wear itself in the shop. I'm seeing you have uh, uh, trainers going on. You know, I'm, you're doing a pop-up shop with this new brand. Yeah, Rico Label. Next Saturday, we've got a FIFA tournament going on. It's going to be sick. So, But, that, but that's it. But that, that, that's what it is. That's, that's the beauty of Supreme. They're able to reach your hand out to the community. Like, okay, cool. I see where you Let, Let's help you scale your own brand as well while we're doing our own. Because it helps everybody. Literally, it's a two-way street. It is, of course. So, I, I don't see... Com like, people say competition. I don't see it that way. I'm in competition myself, mm -hmm. right? But I don't see you as my ally. See, I don't see you as my, see as my ally. Yeah. That's what we are. Yeah. You know, we're helping each other. We're helping each other to, to grow, to advance, to, you know, share knowledge. I gave you that book, Contagious. Mm -hmm. You gave me some certain stuff. We work together. That's how it should be, right? Even just sitting at this podcast, you know, it was, it was a no-brainer where I... You know, I've asked people before, let's sit, sit down and do a podcast and it goes back to the crab and the brown mentality because it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to sit down here because, you know, I'm against like, we're in direct competition with him, but I don't see it that way. Nah, the only person you need to be in competition with is the man in the mirror. That's the only person you need to be worried about. You need to be worried that you're doing better than the guy that you were yesterday. And that's, that's the only thing. If you're looking, if you're in this lane, like, and you're looking left or right, it's like a hundred meter sprint. They always tell you, like, look directly ahead. You should never be looking to the side see if the person is running faster than you or if they're running behind you or if they're catching up with you you need to be focused on your own lane and focus on the finish line and that's it and even the minute you look to your left to your right you're gonna you're gonna slow down your speed you're gonna slow down your speed trust right. me that's why i say comparison is teeth of joy but i mean to conclude honestly i've like i said i've had a situation where i've asked certain people let's sit down let's talk you know it goes back to the crowd like they believe that opportunities are scarce it can only be, it can only be one. Yeah, nah, you have a mindset of abundance. Of course, abundant mindset. That's why I teach everybody in here as well, like, because, like, when you have a scarcity mindset, everyone starts thinking, oh, there's only a certain amount, or he's making money, I'm not going to be able to get that level of success either. 
that that you need to take bigger, see bigger visions, see bigger picture. And once people see the bigger picture, then you start to realize that okay, wait, everybody can make money. Of course, everybody can get to that level, and everyone, everyone can be good. Like you know, so no, hundred percent. Even if, just to think, the thought of it right now, like there's five billion euros being sent over our head right now. Yeah. Just think of it. That there's that amount of money that's being sent over our head right now. As well, like transactions. Of course. So you know what I'm saying. So what makes you believe that you can't go out and get some? I walk into that. Oh, exactly. What makes you believe that? Nah, just because someone else doesn't mean I can do it. You know what I mean? So again, the scarcity mindset. It's 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 just down to their programming. Like some people just need to pick up a book and really open up their mind, see 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 a bigger vision. Of course, of course. Okay, picking up a book. You mentioned pick up a book. So I'd be in the shop certain days where you've been able to educate people. Yeah. What? Cause what's that been like? Cause I know like the programming. Like first thing in the morning, what you hear is you know someone speaking. How can I say whether it's uh, an abundance, teaching abundance or the you know helping you to reach a new level. What's that like? Cause I I've seen it firsthand. I mean, just we all speak openly in the barbershop, shop. Everyone shares their mind, and it's just like. Obviously, I'm always right. Like, if I'm if I'm if I'm in the wrong in any way, like, or if I'm doing anything wrong, I appreciate when the boys are able to kind of let me know and steer me on a better path. But when I see people like kind of uh, show me like the way that they think, and I'm like, bro, like that's just that's just a bad way of thinking. Like, I got I've got to keep it real and let them know that like if you want to if you want to reach high levels of success or if you want to build good relationships with people, like you need to have a you need to think about things a little bit differently because if you continue thinking like this, it's not gonna go that way. So I have no issue with letting people know like because I feel like I feel like it's my duty, it's my responsibility, especially when you, you have this kind of knowledge in your mind. Mm. It's it's there to be shared, especially with people that are on my team. Of course. Of course, because again, it's your responsibility to make sure everyone is on the same path, right? Because you only show as your weakest link. Literally like, we're we're trying to build a team so strong People don't even know who the boss is. Like I don't, I don't put it in my bio us that I'm the CEO or the owner. Like a lot of times, people come to the shop, they actually don't know who the owner is. They think I just work here, and that's how I like it because they see people like Toby and Sully and Rabs, and like they, they, we're all doing the same thing. Like we're all keeping a top level of barbering, and that's what we're trying to do. Like we're trying to build a really, really strong team. Of course, and that way it kind of mutes, it kind of mutes, and because it cancels out the envy and jealousy. Mm-hmm. Because you know, there's not one person feel like he's the big dog, and everyone's on the same wavelength. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's We're all same. here building supreme, like right. So it's, it's all about building supreme. And if you want to be building your own personal brand on the side, more, more power to you. More power to you, bro. Right. Steve. There we go. There we go. That's important. Okay, so what's it like managing four, five, six other drivers? Seven, eight, eight, nine, ten, <laughs> eleven, twelve, whatever it may be. I'm telling you guys. It's not. It's actually not that big of a. It's not. It's not too much stress. Like the people I work with, they're actually they're a pleasure to work with. I learn a lot from working with them. Learn a lot about myself. And to be honest, like I'm only gonna work with people who have a high level of self determination. Like who have that self motivation to kind of get up and go do things. I wouldn't really invest my time and energy into people that are kind of gonna drag me down or gonna just waste time. Of course, because again, you are part of your brand. Literally, so like I, I want people who are hungry, people who are motivated. Just people who are hungry, are motivated, ambitious. That's ambition good. is the biggest one for me. But right. if you got big goals, that's brilliant. Let's work together. Let's smash it. So yeah, is that your criteria for looking out for new upcoming barbers? I guess like I'm, I'm hardly ever looking out for new new and upcoming barbers. Like they kind of come up through our education system, and when I see that they've 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 got that drive, or if they're young enough, that you can kind of instill a better mindset into them. 
that's brilliant. But I don't really like to take on people who've kind of already been doing their own thing and they've, they've managed to build up a lot of bad habits that will have to be rectified. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. <clears throat> so again, you spoke about the books and I know like business is obviously, there's, all this, there's many different elements of it, right? So what books have you read that helped you on your bargain journey? Books and there's like it's like a lot of seminars on YouTube, like it's all free, audible, it's like eight ninety nine a month and you get one credit, you can buy whatever book you want. Even if the book is a hundred dollars, you can buy that book for eight ninety nine, that's what the subscription is. So there's there's lots of sources out there, but I definitely say check out Brian Tracy, Frank Cardone, when it comes to running the business and scaling the business and how to do sales and marketing. Those guys like they're at the top of their field, so I really enjoyed digesting their content it's been brilliant but books that i've read specific books like contagious i got that one from you and dipsy hustle uh brad cardone's seller be sold the 10x rule um let me even just check <laughs> are you good i've got another one for you how to win friends and influence people oh i even read that one as well yeah neil yeah. carnegie he, he ran yes. a steel he ran a steel business in the, in the americas in the early 1900s uh, that book yeah, really helped you when it comes to management. You know, it, it, it lets you see it in a different perspective and helps you not to build <coughs> resentment from your staff and helps them to be more cooperative and really just to get the most done. Like. Of course, of course. Okay, let's, let's put it in this light. So, my thing we have to win, like, the, the whole concept of that book is like, always make sure that you listen to listen, listen not to respond, right? Mm. And especially as someone who's managing a brand, a company, people, like, emotions get involved a lot of times. Trust me, people get emotional, but it's tough. Right, so when emotions come about, how do you deal with that? Because you're not just dealing with people, now you're dealing with emotions and, you know, miscommunication and all that kind of stuff. It's tough, like, but a lot of boys, they don't like to talk too openly in the barbershop when there's clients around or maybe when there's extra people around, so... We just we just step outside and we have one to one conversations. If it's a if it's like if it's a, a kind of like a group thing or there's some issues between one or two people, we're gonna have to go outside and everyone's gonna go out and talk. Like best thing to do is just communicate because more most of the time it's actually just a misunderstanding or like you said a miscommunication. And once that's all cleared up, people actually start to see things and be like, okay, fair enough. Like and then whatever, we all hug it out. Not hug it out, but it's chill afterwards. Like you know, it's calm. All right, all right, that's beautiful. All right, so okay, let's talk about this then. What are some important traits, characteristics, or skills you may say that make up uh, a good barber? Look at this camera. So traits, characteristics, and skills that make up a good barber. Yeah, the biggest one is passion. I think if you've got passion for the craft, you're always going to push yourself to over deliver and kind of provide the most value you can for your clients. And you're going to be enjoying yourself as well because if you've got passion for it, it's obviously something that you like doing. So people can feel that from you, you know, like they can, they can feel that when, you, when you're, even just while you're cutting hair, you're changing your guards, you, the way that you cut hair, they can see that one. This guy's actually just having a good time. Mm. And that's, that's something that's going to really help you be able to get to the top level of your industry. Of course. And I know like, it's not easy when you're a new barber and like, you know, people don't trust you and, and you spoke about how to build trust and you yeah. know, you spoke about the different ways you can attract new clients, you know, whether that be, outreaching or the social media or mm. collaboration <clears throat> now, and i recently saw you <clears throat> you put on your story uh 
when uh what's his name manny the barber was uh selected for a newspaper article yeah so i mean it's important people can see this stuff like you're willing to collaborate would you be willing to collaborate with other barbers and other yeah definitely like i was supposed to c- collaborate with, with someone before but kind of it kind of just fell through like i was going through a lot at the time so i wasn't even in the mood to kind of be meeting up with different people i just kind of was in my own headspace but yeah like there's different things that you can do with barbers like i've seen a lot of them do it in america they collaborate maybe they'll do certain part of the haircut and the other barber will do another part of the haircut and they're able to put that on both their socials and share it so that some of one person's followers are being transferred to the other person of course vice versa can you see yourself making a youtube channel related for supreme yeah definitely like we've like supreme course like we 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 just had a team meeting recently we've divided the the year into four quarters so we've got we've got we've got we've got goals to reach every three months and within this first quarter we're going to have a youtube channel set up where people are going to be able to learn how to cut hair they're going to see different content from all the different barbers that we have here and then I mean, any events that we have or anything that we do, like going to colleges, we're gonna we're gonna try to do. We're gonna vlog it. We're not gonna try. It. We're gonna vlog it, and it's it's gonna be sick. People are gonna get gonna be able to get more involved in what we do and see what see the behind the scenes. It's gonna be sick. No, it's important to show the behind the scenes because there's a lot of things people don't see, right? Like I mean, right now it's like we're we are in the shop overtime, right? It's important that we document this. This is my day off, man. <laughs> this this is this isn't my day off. I'm not gonna lie. But we are in the shop. Like what time is it now? It's like. Half nine, nine o'clock, right? It's good. Right. People don't see this kind of stuff. People, yeah, they see these videos on YouTube, but they don't see when we, you know, we had to make time, you know, we had to sacrifice something to be here at this time. And I think people will gravitate towards that more, especially knowing, I spoke about this too on a personal level about, you know, different ways you can, you know, sell yourself more because people love Jack Hoods, right? But it's important that they know the character of Jack. You understand? Yeah. And that's what, I, that's, I feel that's something that it's, it's important that, you know, you guys double down this year for sure. That's that's why this this is kind of like my first podcast that I've done. I did an interview before. I was a little bit more shy, but like this this has been a lot of fun, and like I'm definitely going to be looking to do more of this throughout the year. I'm, I'm going to reach out to 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 the other podcast people in this country, and hopefully, I can get a chair. We can we can we can talk down and see what happens. Yeah, now. of course, that's important. It's very important because again, this is this is. Goes on to PR, goes on to personal branding, you know. Mm. I don't even like calling podcast podcast. It's more of a production for me, right? Yeah. It's it's a self, it's a it's a vibe, you feel me? And you're sitting with me, we're gonna have a high level conversation, we're gonna talk, we're gonna we're gonna speak on the important things, right? Yeah, and we, we we've done a lot of that throughout we've done we went through different lanes, we spoke about so many different things that people can dissect and understand. Okay, now I have a different understanding of Jack, right? Before I knew Jack as a guy sitting in his chair. Maybe we speak a certain long. Speak a couple, couple words. Now I understand. <laughs> the weather. Yeah, right. <laughs> what you did last weekend. Yeah. So the now you understand stuff. Jack on a whole different level. So it's good for your personal brand. It's good for Supreme. Mm. It's good for Hustlers Unite. Mm. So actually, about that, <clears throat> let's talk about this. How can Hustlers Unite and Supreme collab? Um, we could definitely do a clothing piece. We could do a pop-up shop. You know, I was talking to, to that guy, Cola Waves. We're going to be doing a pop-up shop for his five-year anniversary. We're doing a pop-up shop next week for Rika Label. It's okay. an overcoming brand. So, like, we could definitely set up something in this store where you're showing off your new collection. Obviously, this stuff has already been shown off. So, of if you've got a new collection coming up, we can well, show off. We, we actually do, so that's going to be important. Yeah, and obviously, your thing is a fitness brand, so... Not necessarily. Not a fitness brand, but, like, you know, people are generally going to use your clothes for doing exercise or doing some sort of physical activity. 
So maybe we could like we could intertwine that with something like like I don't know, we could have a competition that day, like uh, who could do the most push ups or pull ups or right, right. Maybe, like have a competition and have a cash prize at the end of it. Some sort of incentive for people to want to pull up and it's something for people to do while they're of here. Of course, of course. And now again we can see how Supreme, the image of Supreme is so full like I talked about hand putting the hand out to the community. They don't have to do that. Yeah. You don't have to do it, but you still do it. Because in either way, you still gain, right? You still get people coming to the shop. It's a win-win. It's better, it's better to build a community, but it just feels so good in here. Like, like obviously, we've got a lot of students coming up through the courses, trained a lot of people up, and like the, the team just keeps big, getting bigger. So our Supreme team is our own community that's just it's ever-expanded. And then, we're obviously, like you said, we're reaching out to these different brands and just building a wider community, a, a bigger network. And it, it helps people feel more involved and it's just, it feels good, like, you know. No, that's, people that's, feel like they're, they're part of something bigger. Of course. That's that's the whole message with us, Pleasure you know, especially, bro. I mean, I can, this is off topic, but I mean, recently we were in Istanbul, we were preparing for a clothing job, you know, doing quality control and stuff like that. But what I would say is, right now, it's in the athleisure world space, we're going to pivot. Now, this, this is something that most people don't know. Yeah. I'm saying it's live now. We're gonna pivot from at leisure into the fashion space. Yeah, I, I like to see myself as a fashion icon. Yeah. So, now I, I say this because this is an important. There's an important lesson in this, right? How you start doesn't have to be how you finish. Mm. Of course, right? We start wrong, we're not gonna continue that. We're gonna pivot, right? Mm. So I wanna ask you this. Obviously, I spoke about, how, about pivoting. How have you found having to unlearn to relearn different stuff to help scale your character as a person? I'm not sure about that question. Like, I feel like everything I've learned, I've learned it with the purpose of being able to use it or unlearning stuff. I, mean, I, I, I used to have a lot of bad habits before I obviously started this journey and wanted to be successful. So those those were some difficult habits. Those were some difficult habits to unlearn. But other than that... Uh, so you haven't found in a, yourself in a space where you had to unlearn to relearn, or you had to pivot, you had to move in a different direction to change the course of your role? sometimes like when it comes to like creating content for social media it's like if you keep creating the, the same kind of videos people kind of get bored plus there's kind of like trends where you'll see like everyone's kind of creating the same kind of content and then someone creates a new kind everyone follows that and people get tired of it so if you're not kind of keeping up with that or even trying to generate new trends it's people are going to get bored of your content so sometimes yeah you have to pivot yeah but I mean, that's fun, like, it keeps it interesting. Of course, and it's always important to be a trendsetter, not a trend follower. Trust it. Of course. Like, and I can I can see, like, 2020 is going to be a big year. Yeah, it's massive. Everything kind of makes more sense for me this year. Like, I've had a lot of difficulties over the years, with, like, housing, like, finding a place to live, people around me that just weren't right for me. So everyone around me right now is just, is great. Like, you know, these are the kind of people that I see a big future with, and... Yeah, 2023 is going to be massive. Like, I'm so excited for this year. All right. All right. So let's close it like this, right? What are three gems you can give to any upcoming barber? Three gems, yeah. <laughs> upcoming barber. Anything. Okay, let's think like this. You are the 19-year-old Jack. Mm. With this new knowledge that you have as a 23-year-old, what would you tell three things you would tell to a 19-year-old Jack to scale himself faster? biggest thing is just practice man practice as much as you can like don't 
don't ever turn down any hair, bro. Like, if you're serious about this thing and you want to become a good barber, you need to be practicing as much as you can, even every day. Because, like, it's not like you're going to be working, overworking yourself. You can't be doing that much haircuts in the beginning. So, if you've got a haircut on your day off, do it. That's more practice, that's more experience that you're going to be able to take with you moving forward. That's one of the biggest things. It's just practice, practice, practice. Practice as much as you can. Uh, another thing, I mean, yeah, another thing would be to learn sales. Like, you might just see yourself as a barber. Oh, you just cut hair. My job is just to service as many people as possible. But when you look at it as a business, then your your, your possibilities are limitless. So you, you need to look at it as a business and learn sales and learn the skill of selling. When you learn the skill of selling, you're going to be able to scale your business a lot faster. And lastly, the third thing. And young Jack, what's something that you you be missing? Practice, learn sales. Mm. I mean, find a mentor. Find somebody that find somebody that that's doing exactly what you want to do, and learn from them. Watch them and absorb everything that they do like a sponge. That's the best. That's the best thing I can tell you. Because I see a lot of barbers like they they just call home. And even when I talk to them, they say, oh, yeah, I'm going to get my own shop. I'm going to do this. But it's like, how are you going to do any of these things if you've never worked at a barbershop? You've never seen how the manager of a barbershop operates. It's going to be difficult for you. You're going to be literally like starting from scratch when you could have you could have learned all the mistakes from someone else already. Someone's in your shoes. Someone was in your shoes before and they, they took that risk and they had to make a lot of mistakes and their journey was a lot longer. But if you, if you learn from that person who took the long journey, your success can be a lot faster and I feel like that's something I did that helped me propel propel myself to this level right now. At 23 years of age, you want supreme cuts. Yes. That's a powerful statement. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> Beautiful, man. So listen, where can they find you? Uh, D22. Oh, wait. Socials. Anything, man. Socials. Uh, check out my socials. But most things, I'm just Jack Cuts. So that's J-A-Q-C-U-T-Z. Supreme Cuts on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, and obviously, you can see us in, in Clondalkin. Anytime, if I can't look after you, one of the boys will look after you, and you can be sure that it's going to be Supreme Cup. That's how it is, man. It's a Supreme team. We had a high level conversation, and don't be, be sure to come in, check out the kicks that they got, check out the OG Hustler Wear range, enjoy the experience because it is an experience. You know, it's, it's memorable. Very memorable. So, yeah. Any last ones? Nah, that's sick. I really enjoyed this. Uh, amazing, man. Yeah. <laughs> Nice.